Hi, welcome to Forget the Numbers, the ACCA student podcast. I'm Connor and I'm here with Alan. Hello. This week on the podcast, we talk about how technology has made it easier than ever to study, and we look at eight of the best apps for effective and efficient study. We'll also look at recent news stories, including why Finland is teaching its population to be financially literate, and how BP is trying to reinvent their oil company to become more green, before getting to this week's student question. But before we get into that, we'd like to let you all know that we are running a Valentine's Day weekend offer. So if you're interested in getting 30% off your annual plan for you or for someone else, use the coupon code ACCAVDAY30 before Sunday. A very romantic gesture it would be. (laughs) So Alan, this week we're looking at how technology has made it easier than ever to study. I suppose Mm -hmm. we are probably fitted to be on that side of the fence as an online learning (laughs) website. Um, We're not going to dwell too much on lots of the the different different things that we do, but we are going to be looking at eight different apps which do try to to satisfy some study need or make things more efficient. But I do think probably everyone would agree that technology just makes a lot of the the pains of study before become very easy. Yeah, and I think what it does, it, it kind of takes away... Like if I think back when I was studying, it's a great thing that you spend hours building your study plan and color coding it. And then you go, oh, that's me done for the day. And I think what the apps do is kind of speed that um, process up a little bit and get you to get you to the stage where you can kind of say, I know, like I've nearly no excuse to study all of those administrative things like when do I study? How many hours am I supposed to study these days? There's lots of apps out there that you can use. And we're not suggesting you use all eight. No, but I think <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. But I definitely think there's a, everybody has a weakness, whether it's their organizing their time to fit it in or where it's tracking any notes that they have. And whatever it is, your weakness with study, I think one of these, one or two of these apps will definitely help you out. Yeah. Um, and, and embrace that technology and it will help an awful lot. Yeah. And I think even, um, you know, aside from the apps, I think you might learn some techniques or what these apps try to do, things that you could bring into your own study. But really what these are all about and what we are all about to a large yeah. extent is is taking out all that ineffective, inefficient time. Um, gone are the days where someone should be writing out pages of notes and having these pristine diagrams that they're drawing before they ever get into actually studying learning and learning yeah. <laughs> and passing. So I think we'll we'll get right into it. Do you want to start with your first one? Sure. My first one is, um, as the, it's one I like, it's the iStudies Pro Legend. Um, except for studies. Do you like the name? <laughs> well, studies is spelled S-U-D-I-E-Z, so I'm not too sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think you find that in the dictionary. But anyway, I get their, their point trying to be different. Um, I guess the reason why I like it, it's scheduling. So like all our study plans we give our students are grade four, telling them what to do this week. Um, obviously, we're not aware of everybody's individual kind of circumstances. Do they have family? Do they work overnight or do they work during the day? Do they have time during the day to study or is it all studying at night? And and that kind of part has to be left down to individuals to kind of work around their own schedules. So the iStudies Pro Legend really helps you with that because it helps you track your study, set up timetable hours, any deadlines you might have. So like if you're saying that you, we might say a student needs to finish a practice 
question by Friday or attempt a mock exam by Sunday, whatever it might be, they can set those warnings um, and get reminders that they have to do these things. Um, put in dates of like you want to count down to when your your exam is on. Though whatever it is that you feel kind of needs motivation, but I kind of think it's a it's a nice thing to put together, and it can also be uh, integrated with Google Calendar. So it's one of those things that it's a bit catch all. It yeah. doesn't do anything in particular except for if you're somebody who's a bit disorganized with your time it kind of helps you manage that a little bit yeah this um my first one is kind of a dictation app so quite a simple concept um but it's called dragon anywhere and it's basically a speech to text speech to text app that you can record lectures and personal notes um and i suppose why and it can save these then as, as a document or you, you have these um, audio files that you mm. can compile and you can edit these and put them in different ways. Um, why I like this is I always like the idea of people kind of talking out uh, concepts and ideas and, and the way that you really get to understand something is if, you, if you're looking at a, a topic, um, an accounting topic, let's say, if you're able to speak about it and explain it in your own words, then you understand it. And I think dictation things and and being able to explain things in your own words not only shows you understand it but you'll remember it more easy and we were um, talking earlier uh, that um, we know some students listen to our lectures um, they don't watch them they listen to them like podcasts and I think somebody's told us before that they when they were running they, they listen to their lectures and like with this it's really because if you're somebody who kind of takes a long time writing out notes and that's the way you like to study speaking them and then listening to it over and over. Listening is a great way that people retain information and learn a lot. And you look at podcasts, a lot of podcasts are about listening and, and gaining new information. Um, hopefully like this one, but yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it really, it's a, it's a great, um, it's a great way of looking at something like that, except unless you're like me and don't like listening to yourself. Um, but anyway, you get over that eventually. Um, one that I have is Evernote. Um, I think Evernote's one that even I've heard of. Yeah, and, and, and actually, a lot of the apps I have are all compatible with Evernote, and everyone yeah. seems to feed into Evernote. Evernote nearly feels like it's kind of the first one. It's kind of I think, and it's effectively an online sticky note. Yeah, app is how I would look at it. Um, and like, but you can kind of put all these notes and you can put them organized and you can format them. And, and if you're going through whatever exam and if it's kind of, they're nearly like reminder notes. And I know we, there's some flashcard apps, but you can kind of turn Evernote into like an element of flashcards or a way of talking yourself through um, a project um, or through a subject. Um, other things that I thought you could use it for is you can also put in um, things like, oh, what are the five things to look out for before I practice a question or before I practice a mock? What are the yeah. oh, time management or whatever they might be? You could kind of have those guidelines that you could check in with. And Evernote, again, a bit like um, the one you just discussed, um, you're able to put checklists in there, but you're also able to put audio recordings. So they've really expanded from the as I call them, the the virtual sticky note in the fridge, but uh, yeah, it's another it's another really good one, uh, and I think they've they've advanced themselves and really expanded their offering, and I think there's a reason for that because a lot of people use Evernote. Um, okay, the next one I have is called XMind. This is a very popular thing that people even write out before, but it's all to do with uh, mind mapping and brainstorming. But obviously, it's an app that allows you to do that, um, with the idea being that you know you can compact lots of information into one simple visual thing and you can see how it's connected and you can get a lot of information then in one 
diagram. So mm. I think um, this is really just bringing that into a, a kind of digital way. But it, certain people, and you know, hopefully most students have tried this at some point, but some people do swear by mind mapping as a way to, to remember information and then as a, a quick tool to, to kind of go back and study or look at an area and, like you said before, see those key points and just you know, refresh your, your mind of what are the main areas before getting into a question or, or trying a mock exam or something like that. Well, I used to be somebody who didn't like mind maps and then... I was doing exams recently and I said, I wonder how I answer questions. And I, you effectively, you get a question and that's in the middle. And then you say, oh, there's four points to this question. So you draw four, four arrows and then you list all the important points for each. And you effectively, yeah. so I think people <laughs> naturally use them, yeah. even though you don't think so. They were, so I think they're, they're a really good idea. Um, another one I have, which kind of, um, I guess, describes what we do, but we'll talk about it anyway, um, is called Quizlet. And it allows you personalized content and to put up formats such as video and audio about a certain subjects. So it kind of <laughs> it kind of does <laughs> what as a student of Learn Signal you're already getting. So I'll take that. Maybe they took the idea from us. Um, but the other thing actually in fairness that they do um, that might be very useful, and this is not an area that I like, but lots of students do use it, a bit like the mind maps is flashcards. And a lot of students really like to use flashcards when they're learning. So you can set up um, flashcard part of this app and you can kind of, as you go through it all, and it's a bit like Evernote, I, I kind of think sticky mm. notes, flashcards to me, they're think, kind yeah. of, they're, they're, you're trying to highlight main points about a certain subject that you don't want to forget. So it's very, very similar um, to that. Um, and there's other tasks for it, but uh, um Probably to me, because it would be one of the most underwhelming ones, but hey, you never know. It's People learn in different ways. This next one um, probably wins the name award. It's called Wolfram Alpha. Oh, great. It sounds like <laughs> um, a, some American um, American movie where they're going to yeah, save yeah, 50, 1,500 prisoners with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, um, and he's the only one who survives. Yeah. So... Again, basic idea here is it's it's just trying to simplify complex maths or engineering or science problems. Um, so obviously, there's you know a lot of accounting courses will have mathematical elements to it or, or kind of um, financial maths that are involved. Um, and really, what this does is you if you put problems into this, it spits out simplified solutions. So if you've complex formulas, it will explain these in simplified ways. Um, so it's really just trying to, um, I suppose, bridge that gap from what people are seeing in complex courses with that involve maths and trying mm. to simplify maths. Because what we see across all things and we see still problems within school and early stage school is weak basing or a weak base of maths, which filters into so many different disciplines, not just accounting and finance, obviously, but as we said, science, engineering. Um, so, yeah, this app is trying to, to take care of all of that. Okay, and then my final one um, is Todoist. Is it Todoist? Yes. Um, and it's kind of a to-do list, I guess. I guess the, the, I, I'm not too <laughs> sure. That, name. I'm, I'm not too sure they've really tried to hide anything behind the name. Um, so in a way, it's a bit like um, Evernote, and I've used both of them before. Um, I found Todoist good because it gives you a lot of notifications, but it really is like calendar warning, yeah. I guess, more than anything else. Um, you can set deadlines, you can set a recurring things, so you can set a recurring thing. You have to study at 8 p.m. every night or whatever it might be. 
Um, I think the premium one, so I think I used a free one for a while. The premium one is probably better. And I know James, who's our head engineer um, at Learn Signal, this is something he used for a very long time for himself to kind of manage his time before we 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 got bigger and now he uses bigger things. But um, yeah, it's a... Again, it's not underwhelming. It's good. It's good if you want to, but Getting I think into the three star review. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't be running out. I think out of the four that I've covered, I, I really like the Ice Studies, except for the name Pro Legend. Um, I think that's pretty good. It kind of covers all the things. I think if you're somebody who just wants to kind of track kind of note quick notes and flashcards for quick revision before trying some questions or a. a uh, a longer question or doing a mock exam um, probably Evernote it's a mixture to, it'll depend on which way but I think definitely I studies Pro Legend or Evernote are two worth looking at um, yeah my last <laughs> my last one is funny it's an really an app that's created to solve a problem that shouldn't it shouldn't <laughs> exist. be a problem <laughs> not to go uh, harsh on the review for but the last app is called Forest but a bit of a contradiction it is an app designed so that you don't use your phone during study time so it's to keep you focused during your study time so rather than putting your phone in a different room and not using it you have your phone beside you with this you app program your phone not to be <laughs> so, used so and it's not to be used and then when you do use it and look things up why it's called forest is, um, I think a tree is growing while you're not using it. And if you start to use it, it starts to die. So maybe this is a, <laughs> a new generation of yeah, I think. Um, yeah, people who are worried about the environment, but also have poor attention span levels. That might be the market it's designed for. Um, but yeah, I think coming back to a point of a lot of these apps is, you know, th the concepts behind all of these, and again, why these are created is all trying to drive effective, efficient studies. So even if you don't want to download any of these apps, take on board the ideas behind certain ones. Like this one would be figure a way not to use your phone during study. <laughs> I like it the doesn't other, have to involve. Phones do have an on and off switch. Yeah, yeah. The world won't stop if you put your phone yeah, down for a while. But you could pay a one-time fee of one ninety nine for this <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to not use to your not, phone. To not kill a tree. Yeah. Um, and I think other ones, finding what works for you, whether it's... Um, you know, using using dictaphones, using mind maps, um, using online sticky notes. So I think really anything that's talked about there can be brought in. But I think do find, you know, if you're having issues with your study or looking to make it more efficient, either find an app or a way you can bring that into your own study. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for extra content, important news, live streams, study tips and much more. So the first news story this week is on how Finland are giving their um, giving their uh, citizens help managing their finances. So they're trying to, the central bank in Finland is trying to draw up a financial literacy strategy for citizens. Um, Finland, an interesting country because they received, were voted the most cheerful people on earth in a United Nations World Happiness Report. But what they're finding is that uh, debt in Finnish households has doubled in the past two decades. Um, I think 7% they've done, which is about 5.5 million citizens, it says, can't pay their, their bills. They're having huge issues with personal finances. So um, how they're still seen, happy. They're, they're still <laughs> happy, which is, it's a funny link between them, maybe because they're spending so much so money. So much money, I'm not worried about paying it back. So much. Uh, and I think part of what they cited on this is a, how much um, they embraced digital payments and people are tapping cards without thinking of 
how much money is at their disposal. But really what they're seeing um, is a lot of it's that that people haven't, I suppose, been Price educated in financial management and managing their own finances. So the way they're seeing of solving this problem is actually, you know, training people to become financially literate earlier and, and training those um, skills. So they're setting national targets for financial literacy and um they're also doing, you know, a huge collection of, of data on people's spendings and then trying to roll out this national plan um, of, of where they need to get people, where they need to get these figures and collecting national data. So um, that is all going on this year, but um, they see the way of, of solving these problems is getting people in early with actually being prepared to manage their finances. You could just have stricter guidelines and who borrows money but like they, they, just, they've try, actually, just trying to solve a problem at the, at the source maybe well funny they actually have done a number of things um on that but mm. but they're they're still finding themselves in these issues so i think it's kind of a a two uh, pronged plan of trying to mirror the two things together well it's probably a country that will respond well to that, I couldn't imagine like Ireland and the UK if either government sent out rules to tell people how to best spend their money. Yeah, would be would be taken. Very, I think we'd very people well. would do the opposite. Maybe we would do the opposite just like to get a them. petulant child. We'd show yeah, but uh, I I can see. I guess it's the it's the grown up way to help people fix their own problems, and so you don't get into a debt spiral as a country. And yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a strange. It's a strange thing because you kind of what you're saying is that maybe people shouldn't have had access to the amount of credit that they. Yeah, did. and I think part of it's that they've had these issues from a long time, and one of the things they talked about is how people have got into a case where they're being shunned from employment because of poor credit histories, mm. um, or you know later on they they can't borrow things like that. They're they're making these mistakes early, which are affecting their citizens later on. So I think they're I suppose trying to change that a- approach or get young people acting in a more responsible way. They might be the happiest country for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how they go. Another just interesting point on this, which I thought, because we're always looking at different technologies, but they are talking um, about a, a lot of these new machine learning algorithms that p- can just predict people's behaviours and, and kind of more tailored um, forecasting of your own spending. And, and you can use that um, to kind of that will advise people on where they're at with their spending and where they will be. So I think that's something you're going to see incorporated a lot more into kind of new financial technology. Okay. Um, this is a, I, I picked this one because I think it's kind of, um, it's a huge transformation, let's say. So um, the BP boss plans to reinvent the oil giant for the green era. And I think when I spotted <laughs> this earlier and I said to you, my first reaction was, what, stop drilling oil? Yeah, yeah. But no, <laughs> clearly, clearly not. Um, they have other ideas. So they, um, Bernard Looney is the name of the, the BP boss. And the, what they're going to do is reinvent themselves. And this is their wording, a strategy that will eventually include more investment in alternative energy. Um, considering their name is British Petroleum, I'm very yeah. curious about this. And it's kind of, and apparently uh, Royal Dutch Shell and Total have done something similar. Um, And it's like they have announced in a statement, the world's carbon budget is finite and running out fast. It's like, (laughs) oh, look what we saw this morning. We should really get on that kind of, on that train. And it's a really interesting one because they, they're setting, they said they want to be net zero by 2050. Um, 
So they want the greenhouse gases from its operations, from the oil and gas it produces to make no additional greenhouse gases in the world's atmosphere by then. Um, Mm. Which is like, to me, if you want to avoid carbon, you stop drilling the stuff that creates carbon. So uh, I'm interested. And if you look at the way governments are pushing, what's going to need oil and gas in 2050 if governments actually take a responsible attitude to this and actually will go go yeah. renewable, um, and it's interesting. See, I you always look at um, what the 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 kind of certain agencies are reacting. So Greenpeace said, "Yeah, great that you said it, but you actually haven't given any indication how you're going to do it." Mm. Um, and I think they suggested that urgent questions are unanswered. So it's great to say. Yeah, it's great PR. Like we're going, it's like I say, next week we're going to be the most listened to podcast in the world. Yeah, yeah. And just because we said it, we don't, we've yeah, no plans to true. change, but like we said it, so it's okay. Um, but then there's another group which I've heard of before, and I don't know if you've heard of Climate Action 100 Plus, and they're a group of investors that are trying to put pressure on greenhouse gas emitters. Um, and obviously BP are one of those. And I say, like at the end of the day, I've always thought one of the big reasons for people to reduce emissions, big companies, is that investors stop investing and put pressure mm. on them and turn off the the tap to money or investment. And that generally gets their attention. Um, and they kind of go, yes, it's great. It's great to do it. And they think it's really, really positive. Um, but again, they're taking it a little softer and saying they're looking for progress, a progress report on how they're going to do that. So it is an, uh, it's that t- saying kind of the wolf in the sheep's clothing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you a little go, bit. Yeah, yeah. Or they're saying, God, yeah, there's huge yeah. potential in the um, sustainable energy market. Yeah, and like Red Riding Hood, is that really your grandmother yeah. or is it still the wolf? I don't know. But it's kind of, it's a, it's a bizarre one and quite interesting how they're going to do it. I, I don't know whether, I hope 2050 isn't too late because obviously the amount of drilling and yeah, th- that they do, like what are they doing in 2020, 2021? Is yeah, it like, are they causing the problem for 10 years yeah, and then, and then and trying then to fix it? it? Yeah, so it's kind of, that'll be the interesting thing. Like how quickly are they adjusting these things? But uh, um, I always think it's it's great that a company says something. It's more interesting about how they're going to do, actually do it. Um, so, Connor, we had a few people on um, later on this week and they're wondering about boot camps. So, for example, on Monday, audit started. Um, on Tuesday, there was SPL and they're, they're obviously aligned with when the exams happen on ACA week. And they're wondering, is it too late to get started or is it still a good time to, to try and do boot camp? Uh, yeah, so all, all the boot camps have started now, but no, it's never too late to start. And what we'd always say is, you know, no matter how much you can do, if you're doing it every day you do is going to be beneficial because it's another chance to do a question, do practice exam conditions. So, you know, what I would recommend people to do is start now, start from today. And if you can build in that you catch up on those other days on certain days. So if you, you know, if you have an extra bit of time to study at a weekend, you can do two bootcamp days that day. So try and make up for the time lost. Um, But what I would say is, you know, trying to do it and as much as you can. And if you can catch up, that's great as well. But whatever bit of boot camp you can do will add value to you. And just for everyone to remember, the first day of boot camp was our, our um, bridging mock exam. So there was a mock 
that was released on the first date. So you have a chance to attempt a full mock exam. And for anyone who's listened to any podcast or webinar, they'll know how valuable that is. So by all means, I'd say either go back and start at day one of bootcamp or start from today um, and try catch up some of those days. But whatever amount you can do of it, it's going to help you in the exam. So we're going to finish up there for today. Remember, our Valentine's Day sale is going on till Sunday. So do make sure to get involved with that um, and make someone's Valentine's Day with a gift either. Um, We're going to finish up there. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye bye.